Hi, and welcome to the STEPS podcast. STEPS is a leading charity working for all those whose lives are affected by childhood lower limb conditions. Everything STEPS do is about valuing and supporting individuals, families and carers affected by conditions which have an impact on the legs, hips or feet. In this podcast, we hear personal stories of how people have approached their lower limb condition, how they overcame key challenges, how it has impacted their lives. These podcasts are not meant to provide you with condition-specific information or practical guidance, but they are intended to provide you with an opportunity to listen to people who have been through their own struggles and hopefully help those who are struggling still. As we like to say here at Steps, we don't take walking for granted. Hi there, and thanks for listening. We've got Rob joining us today. Uh, Rob, can you please tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm a 58-year-old director of an IT services company in London. Um, and uh, the, the reason for talking to you today is, is twofold. It, it is, is one that uh, I had, uh, I was diagnosed with Percy's disease as a child. Um, and um, ultimately, I got uh, in touch with Steps uh, because of the London Marathon and a bit of a desire to, to help some other people who had the same thing when, when that, as they've been growing up. And, and at what age were you diagnosed with Perth's disease? Well, diagnosis is interesting. So that was, that was about the age of 14, which was back in about 1977. Um, now, uh, I remember being very, very young. Uh, and this is this is the thing I saw on Steps website, and, and I saw it, and, and it was interesting because it happened to me. You know, that, uh, as a very young child, I, I went to to see a doctor with pains in my ankles, and they told me it was growing pains. Uh, and I see that I'm not the only person who's ever been told that by a doctor. And basically, I remember endless evenings my father putting some kind of like heat heat cream or something on my an- ankles when I was very young, but that kind of went away as I got a bit older. But it wasn't until I was 14 that, that things sort of changed for the worst. I was I was um, always carried a bit of the weight, a bit of weight as a small child. And um, uh, but about that kind of age, just before then, I, I sort of decided to change a few things. And I started doing a lot of sport. Um, and that involved things like playing volleyball and basketball and got reasonably good at those. Uh, um, uh, but also a lot of swimming and, uh, uh, and a lot of that swimming where I don't know what it's called these days, but it's. Um, uh, it was one of those sort of things we used to jump in a swimming pool with your pajamas on and swim mm. twenty lengths and survive and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and and, and I remember uh, leaving, uh, and it's a vivid memory because of what happened. I, I left the pool that day having having successfully won the award for whatever it was I was doing, and I was walking back home with a friend through some woods, and I remember feeling as if my left leg had gone through a hole in the ground, just just literally as if I'd gone through a hole in the ground, in the ground, and a lot of pain, an immediate pain in my in my left hip. And I looked down, and there was no hole, um, and it was uh, um, it was awful. I mean, I, I managed to sort of struggle home. Uh, that was on. A, I remember that being a Friday, and my my mother uh, calling the doctor saying, "What should we do about it?" And they just told me to sort of keep my weight off it until they could see me. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that that was a, 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 a that was the start of it all. That's when, it, when I was diagnosed. Um, I remember going to see the doctor. So I was 14. So I was going to see the doctor who, who, who almost incredibly, almost didn't believe me as if it was I was trying to get out of school or something. That was another thing I remember vividly about. Mm. Another thing that people not really believing it until she took a measurement, which was roughly speaking from that, that sort of jut out bone at the top of your hip down to my inside ankle. And she did that on both legs. 
And she was quite shocked. I remember seeing a shock on her face when she saw that one was visibly shorter than the other. Mm. Um, and they sent me off for x-rays. Um, and uh, it came back. And I was still limping around at the time. And it came back. And I went to see um, uh, some specialists at my local um, NHS hospital um, who, who, who at the time said, uh, you've you got a deformed, a deformed uh, uh, hip. Uh, uh, which has slipped, um, and they think the cause is Perth's disease, and there's no, nothing we can do about it. And uh, and that was a bit of a shock at the time. I remember so I, I vivid memories of that being being that, that that happening at the time. So was the the pain that you experienced, uh, the feeling like your foot was falling down a hole, was that your hip slipping? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, 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 mean, I, I can't be certain, but that, that there was no hole. I mean, I, and oddly enough, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I live about ten miles from where I live, where I grew up now, these days, and I, and I've been back there in, in recent times to look at the place, and there's still no hole. I mean, it's, it's still it's still a piece of flat ground in some woodlands, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, that was my hip slipping, absolutely. And and so you'd up until that point, you'd apart from the ankle pain, you hadn't really experienced any sort of hip issues. You no, were able to do sports. That, that's right. I mean, I mean, I, I, this is purely conjecture on my part, but I assumed that because I was carrying a bit of weight, it was all kind of mask, and I'd taken weight off, and I think it was then just fairly, I don't know, lean or something, whatever, and. That, uh, with a whole lot of additional physical activity, meant it just gave up at some point. I assume, um, but yeah, it was it was it was dramatic. In, in, it was an instant thing, uh, and, and the onset of, of some some pretty nasty pain straight away. So at that point, obviously, you couldn't do sports anymore. Correct. Yeah, stop sport immediately. Terrible. You were in a lot of pain. Uh, yeah, and was that pain then constant from that point on? Um, it, it wasn't completely constant at that point. So, so what they did was every teenager's nightmare, uh, uh, which was to uh, put a lift on the outside of my left shoe, right. um, uh, uh, which uh, you know isn't a lot of fun uh, when you're that age. Yeah. And so what that did was 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 evened things out, and uh, that that uh, uh, I don't want to say made it better because it wasn't better, but it, it became acceptable. Mm -hmm. Now, over the years, this is a strange thing. I remember that that that, and, and, and this this is part of it for me. This is part of the. There's, there's two sides to this from a pain point of view. There's, there's definitely the physical issue, but there's a mental issue here that, that's yeah. worth talking about. And, and at the age of fourteen, they said, uh, uh, you know, we'll be able to do something about it when you grow up, when you whatever that means, when you grow yeah. up. Yes. Now uh, they would say, right, what does that mean? When, 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 you know, when, when, when your bones stop growing, like they always say things like that. So, so uh, um, I, I remember that uh, thinking, I don't know, what's, what does that mean? Mid twenties? What does that mean? I don't know. But, but uh, I would go back every year for, a, in quotes, the checkup. Uh, uh, at which point they seemed to add five years on every time I went back. So the next time I went back, it was twenty five. Next time it was thirty. Right, and. I'm, I've still got this lift on my shoe. At, at 18, I left school at 18 with a couple of A-levels. Got myself a, 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 a job in the the, uh, the IT business in London um, and uh, took a day off to go to to see them for my next checkup about the age of 18 or so. And they then started saying, well, it might be 60 before we can do anything about it. And I said, well, hang, wow. on, hang, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. 
you know, last year it was 50, the year before it was, I said, I said how about this? And, and I remember this is quite, this is quite something to say for an 18 year old young fellow, really. And I said to him, why, why don't we just stop wasting each other's time until I'm in so much pain that I can't move or something? And would you do something about it then? They said, and they just, oh, yes, yes, absolutely. And it was as if they genuinely didn't know what to do for a young person in this position. And it was almost as if it was, okay, he gets it, just let him go. And, 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 that was it. and, I, and, I, and I didn't go back to them again for years, for, for absolute years, and lived with sending off uh, um, um, uh, a sh uh, my left shoe, which is quite humiliating, I always thought, to, to, to get it a, a raise put underneath it, which I was always very embarrassed about for years after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was those were those weren't great times, uh, um, mm. uh, mentally as well as physically. Mm. Mm. Because it must be very difficult not knowing if and when this pain is, is actually going to stop. If there's any any resolution to it, correct. Um, and th th there was a point uh, um, where it got even worse. Uh, um, but, if I'm if I'm rambling on, do, do stop me. But but this <coughs> this is where excuse me, sorry. It, 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 it got it got. There was a point where it got even worse, and I was uh, uh, no, I, I was married at about uh, twenty six. Uh, uh, a couple of children came along, bought house, all the stuff you do, right? All, all, all normal things that normal people. And um, I, I remember being in my early 30s I'd only been about 30 because my daughter was very small and we were in in the Canaries on holiday and <clears throat> I had to go and, uh, and um, carry her up a sandbank and she was only about 18 months old carry her up a sandbank and I remember carrying up there and then there was this massive onset of pain and it was the the combination of carrying something you know, a very small child but nevertheless something you know and, and uh, having to uh, uh, exert effort to get up this sandbank and the pain was unbelievable at that point in my hip. Um, and that's when things went from it's just annoying to, uh, to being absolutely uh, uh, un, un, I just couldn't live with it. It was, it, was that, it was that bad. It was that bad. So I made arrangements to see a specialist when we got home. Uh, and, um, and frankly, I started trotting out the same, the same uh, 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 things again, which was is, uh, uh, you're too young. Uh, um, uh, 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 if I ever had a penny for every time I've been told I'm too young over the years, I'd be a millionaire by now, um, and, and really had no answer to it other than, uh, um, I think, uh, uh, TENS machines. I, I've wore a TENS machine for several years uh, just, to, just to keep upping, upping the, you know, the old buzzing level. And, yeah. You know, and, and, and anyone who's ever had children know what that's, that's about. Any, any women listening to this will know about TENS machines and, and what they do for pain relief. Yeah. But it comes to the point where you've got the thing turned up so far that it, it, in itself it becomes intrusive and it's of no use to you. Um, increasing doses of painkillers, uh, uh, which uh, um, uh, look like the sort of pills you might give a horse or something, frankly, um, and they worked. But then you start wondering, what, what's that doing to me if I'm taking these all the time? What, what is that doing to me? But the worst pills they gave me uh, uh, at all were the amitriptylines, which were to help me sleep, because pain's bad, but the worst thing of all is sleep deprivation. And when you're being woken up constantly in the middle of the night with pain and you can't do anything about it, you have to get up and walk around, uh, that, that's, that's shocking. Uh, and, you know, I'd go to work the next day tired. 
Now, they gave me these amitriptylines, which would, would help me sleep. But the trouble with that is they were so good at what they did is, is that you, you, you might get up on the alarm at 7.30 in the morning, but you wouldn't really be awake till three in the afternoon, at which point you'd go home, you'd take another one to go to sleep with, and that cycle would continue. So I ended up having to put to take those on a Friday and a Saturday night only, right. such that I could be awake and alive during the rest of the week to work, uh, but in pain, and I have to accept the pain. Uh, mm. And that's just not funny. It's... Um, uh, it was it was it was really bad, mm. um, and uh, 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 that that then I saw several more specialists over the years. Um, I remember telling one guy that that, that I said to him, "Look, I, I, I said I'm pretty desperate about this," and he said, "You don't know what that word means." I said, "I said I, I, I think I might just you know I think I actually <laughs> may just know what, what looking at the wall in the middle of the night means in absolute pain." And and also having occasions where my wife had to literally help me up the stairs because of it, uh, um, on occasion. What, what, what I think I know what that word means, but but they still wouldn't do anything about it at all. Um, it took. Um, do, do dive in if you want to ask me anything. It, it, it no, took, no, carry on. It's, it's really interesting. It it, 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 it it took until I think it was two thousand and uh, um, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Um, it might be 2008, it's, it's a while ago, for, for me to finally find um, a specialist who uh, um, understood what I was on about. It, it was interesting. I'd gone to see a, um, a physiotherapist, oddly about oh, about a shoulder injury. I just pulled a muscle in my shoulder. Or something. Went to see a physiotherapist, and, and we were just chatting like you do while she's sort of massaging things or whatever they do with, with various pieces of equipment. And and I happened to mention my hip, and you know, if anything she might be able to help me with. And she said, "Well, I'll do a bit." She said, "But I, I know a really good surgeon." She, she said, "And um, I said, and and he's uh, it, worth a chat. You know, he's, he's, he's a specialist in, in in the area you're describing." So uh, um, the physiotherapist suggested going to see a surgeon. Now, um, it was uh, I, I I did it privately just to, just to get the 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 the, um, the, the contact with, with with the chap who's who was uh, Mr. Charles Alden. Uh, I remember him vividly. What, what a wonderful man. Mr. Charles Alden, and he worked out of um, uh, Princess Alexandra Hospital in Harlow. But I saw him privately for just for a meeting. And I talked about it from the point of view of risk uh, at that, in that, in that meeting. So I've been 2007, so that's about 14 years. I've been mid-40s, 44, 45 or something. Um, and I said to him, this is all very nice, me being too young, but I've got a lot of this from the point of view of my career uh, and my family and it's all very well saying you know we don't know how long these things will last the hip replacements will last or anything like that um but if i don't do anything about it now i'm looking at the possibility of being incapacitated before very long um and, and then not being of any use to anybody and that, that's an even bigger risk and, and and he understood that i understood the risk if you see what i mean mm. and we sat there and he said since you understand this and you understand the risks you might be taking here, I'd be prepared to do this. I'll do it. Um, and and, and the, the next thing was lovely. And, and I said to him, so, you know, I said, I said I, I, I reasonable means about me. I guess I could, I could probably run to doing this privately. I said, what's the difference in the quality, the quality of doing it privately, having a hip replacement privately, or uh, doing it on NHS? He said, absolutely nothing. He said, I'm going to do this one myself. 
episode. And the only difference is, is that NHS, uh, um, you might have to wait a few months. Uh, if, if it's private, you can come in next week. Um, so I said, well, let's do it on the NHS. I said, I've waited, I've waited 30 years. I said, I can yeah. wait another few months. Yeah. He said, good choice, good choice. And, 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 um, that's when my life changed, I have to say, absolutely completely changed. And that, uh, I didn't have to wait that long. I, 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 this was really strange. Uh, uh, um, uh, I, I waited about, I think, less than three months. And the reason was, is, uh, it, but, and this is very timely right now. It was done uh, over Easter. They did it over Easter because they had a cancellation because someone didn't want to have an operation over Easter. And I thought, well, you can't be in the pain army because I'll tell you what, if it's Christmas Day, I'd have gone, well, you know, it wouldn't matter to me. I, I, I yeah. just, you know, we need to get this sorted out. So I had uh, a hip replacement operation. Uh, uh, um, and I remember that vividly as well <laughs> and, and everything associated with it. And, and, um, absolutely uh, uh came out of there and, and uh i had to learn to walk again i mean that's that's what you have to do and, and people's recovery rates are different but i found it very very strange and i remember uh, them saying i remember saying to them before i left the hospital what, 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 so what's the physiotherapy like what do i have to do and they said oh no you've got to do it i said what do you want? I said, no 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 if you come in here once a week for physio that's the only thing you're going to do you won't do anything else so what we're going to tell you to do is you go home uh, and we want you to put to and here's some ideas about the sort of things you should do, but you're going to do it. You're going to 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 uh, to, to bring yourself back to being able to walk properly, and we'll just check up on you every now and again. And um, what that was, what I did, and uh, um, and this is it, 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 there's the, <laughs> there's a, there's a lovely story going on. <laughs> there's, there's all sorts of funny inter interlinking stories here. But what I did is went home. And on crutches, and the first day I thought, well, okay, let's see if I can make it to the end of the road on crutches. <laughs> and they were only talking about, I don't know, 50 yards or so. But I got back, and I had a sweat was pouring off of me. I thought, oh, my goodness me, what have I done? What have I done? But it was only the first day. And, and uh, every day I just added a bit more, walked a bit further, did a bit more. And it took me about three months to get back to the point where I went, back to well I was working in London uh, and, and uh, so was, there was commute involved so, so I, was, I would commute out of hours so about three months later I was working in London and I was going up there uh, on on one crutch one crutch just uh, uh, just to make sure it was okay and three months after that the crutches had gone um, I had two legs that were within a few millimeters of each other uh, uh, which is better than most people's by the way uh, of the same length um uh, and the pain had gone absolutely completely gone uh, and and oh, i couldn't believe it it was it was uh, one one of the best things that ever happened to me in my entire life was never hit the place and, and the pain, absolutely gone um but i'd been through 30 years of of, of crazy pain before that happened uh, mm. um and I, I've never looked back since. It's 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 been an absolute revelation. Uh, they they talk about it lasting ten years or something. Well, I'm now what what am I now? Fourteen years in, mm. and it's doing extremely well. Uh, 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 and uh, I, I'm uh, by no means sitting in a chair all the time. Uh, by, by no means, uh, um, and, mm. and and enjoying life a lot better than I ever did. It's been terrific. Mm. Yeah, and we'll we'll come to your activity in a second. I just want to go back for the the actual surgery so um do you, do you have assessments to see how the replacement is doing and whether it, it needs to be 
sort of, I mean, can you have another hip replacement following this or do you kind of have to deal with whatever happens? Um, okay, so, so, so the, uh, initially they saw me on the anniversary every year and then they want to see me every five years. And uh, during that, it's, uh, they, you know, they pull me around a little bit, make me walk up and down a corridor, x-ray me, come back, have a look at it, ask me how it's going. Um, and it's all been positive so so far. So in terms of what happens next, I, I, I'm going to take that as it comes. You, you know, I, I, it's showing no signs of being anything less than extremely good right now. Mm -hmm. um, could I have another one? Uh, um, uh, clearly, uh, um, uh, because of the invasive nature of such an operation and what they have to do to put a hip replacement in, there's only so many times they could do such an operation uh, on that particular site. Uh, but do you know what? I've, I've already had uh, the last 14 years have been so much better than the previous 30. I, I've, had, I've had a really great time and, and I wouldn't care if I had another one or not. Mm. I mean, when you when you went for that um, meeting with the surgeon, mm. you'd had it for 20, 20 well, years. I was 40, 44, 45 at that point and, and it was yeah. diagnosed at 14. So yeah. I'd had that for 30 years, of which the serious, I mean, properly serious pain I'd had for 10. And they were talking about sort of sitting on that for another well, goodness knows 15, how long. 20 years. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Can, can you imagine that? Can you imagine what that does to your head when someone tells you that? Uh, the, the mental health impact of, of dealing with that pain for so long and then having the prospect of, of um, equal or more time progressively possibly getting worse as well must have been awful uh yes it was but but equally uh, you know i've got i've got a family uh, 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 uh mouths to feed and a mortgage to pay um and, and a job to do and you just have to haul yourself through it and uh, the quality of life at that point was poor i mean just just for me personally was poor and i had great help her and my wife you know, did a great job for me you know, absolutely um, but but just personally, it, it it was it was, you know, like I said, desperate. I, I know what that word means. You know, I know I've seen it. Mm. And did did you um, after the operation has has that kind of stayed with you the 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 feelings of of that period, or has has um, your life taken on kind of a new? Um, pain-free, positive aspect? Uh, definitely the latter. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I've kind of forgotten how bad that pain was. It, it, after after being pain-free, the, the memory starts to diminish. Uh, 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 and and the joy, and it is a joy, by the way, of, of being able to move um, without things in your hip clicking, without sharp jolts of pain, without one thing I used to get irregular, this is really strange, was, was the, the, at the base of, of my spine on the side where, where, the, where the hip, hip, bad hip is, or was, uh, um, there was this feeling as if someone run a bread knife down it. I mean, it was really, uh, that's a terrible, it's obviously, it's like, it, that's just one of the pains I get. And it's like, you know, and, and I was having to live with that. And, but, but that, the general, it, it's behind me, right? It, it's definitely, it's gone. It was something I lived with and hated, and and together with, with really great job from the, the NHS, and I have to give them massive credit. They saved me. They they saved me, and a, and a, and, it, and I'm a different person as a result. 
and my wife and children both told me that my general mood uh, changed from before the operation to after it. The, the pain had affected my nature and my character. Mm. And, 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 and I changed afterwards. And I'm far more calm than I ever used to be. Well, I have my moments, but you know, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm different to how I was, yeah, for sure. And you've become quite active following that. I understand. Yeah, it took a while though. This, this, this is this is another funny old story. This is so. so I didn't immediately say, "Oh, let's go out and start doing vigorous exercise." That didn't happen that way. There were there were two coincident things. So, so the first one was my children's ever-growing desire to get a dog, <laughs> and the second, ultimately, was my daughter deciding to do uh, um, to go to a, a, a she went to, to a stage school, uh, uh, and a lot of dance was involved, a lot of physical exercise, and and. And the two things were okay. Let's get a dog. So we get a dog, and of course, naturally, I was the one who ended up walking the dog. And the second one was desire to show my daughter. Well, you know, if you're going to put yourself through that, I need to show a bit of an example and do something myself. Now, these things didn't happen exactly the same time, but they were, they were kind of interwoven. But here's the funny thing about the dog walking, and two things happened. Number one, within about six months of getting the dog, um, can you believe this? He developed Perthes disease in his hip. This is absolutely true, and I'm not yeah. making this up. I have a small little uh, West Island Terrier, and he's still with us today. And, uh, he's, he's 11 now. Yeah. Um, and he developed Perthes in his left hip, and we took him along to the vet. And, and they do hip replacements for dogs. I won't go into the process, but it's not like a human one. They don't, they don't put metal hips in or anything like that. Yeah. And, then, and then they said to me, I said to us afterwards, is, well, we now need you to rehabilitate him. And I said, well, I've got something for you there because I think I know how to do that. But, so <laughs> me and this little dog started doing our walks and it's become and still is a big thing for us, me and the dog on a Sunday morning. We've walked miles on a Sunday morning and it started off with me and him having to go out and just walk just like me walking down to the end of the road a little bit further every week, a little bit further. And now me and him on a Sunday morning, we walk miles. And, and I'm fortunate to live in a place with three or four really nice country parks around me. Mm. Now, um, there was a morning I remember, I remember exactly where I was when I was you know, walking along with a dog and I, and I talked to him all the time. And I said to him, I said to him, do you think I could run this? And I don't even know why I thought that, but I did. And, and, and I knew a couple of people in my office did some running. And I went back the next Sunday on, on the Monday morning and I said to one, I said, how do you start running? How do you do this? And they said, ah, that's, that's, that's it's, it's very simple. There's some programs to support that. Uh, fortunately enough, there's an NHS uh, program to start running called Couch to 5K, which I thoroughly recommend anyone doing if they want to do such a thing. And I started off with that and you start off walking and running. Um, and eventually you, you can run 5k that's just over three miles in about half an hour or so and, you know, it's, you're not setting the world on fire but you are out exercising and you are doing it and i started doing that about three times a week and it went on from there and there and there until um uh, in 2016 uh, uh, i ran uh, the london marathon for the first time i say ran it was a, it was very slow <laughs> uh, very slow um, but I, I've I've since run 22 half marathons, so it's 13 miles each one of those. Wow. Um, I'll regularly run 10 miles on a Saturday morning on my own, just now I'm just getting out. And, you know, it was lovely, actually, just enjoy the countryside. And that led uh, um, to wanting to do the marathon again. And I thought, and, and this, this, this is where all this thing comes full circle. And I thought, 
you know, I, I, I got in on a ballot entry on the first time we won the marathon, and anyone who's done that sort of stuff can tell you that's as rare as hen's teeth to, to be able to do that. So I thought, well, I, I, I should do this before I do it again. I, I should uh, find a charity to, to, to work with. And I thought, well, hang on a minute. Is there one for, that's associated with Perthes? Is there something for kids today who had what I had? Is there something out there? And, and to my great surprise and, 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 and great pleasure, I, I just happened to find steps uh, 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 through that process. Um, and I wrote steps, um, uh, uh, a letter, which basically outlined everything I've just spoken about to you, with you for the last 30 minutes. Uh, uh, and that, that uh, uh, was the start of it. That's the start of my involvement with steps. And in 2020, uh, um, I did the London Marathon again with proudly wearing my steps vest, my pale, pale blue steps vest all the way. Uh, uh, and um, yeah, that was that was a uh, that was both a, a privilege and an honour to do that. I was very pleased. I had a tear in my eye when I finished that one. That was a, a big deal for me running that. That's great. It's quite quite an achievement. How did how did you train for that? Right. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, marathon training is, is is not to be taken lightly. Uh, um, uh, you, you, there are many programs online to help you do this, uh, and and uh, but basically involves you running four to five times a week, uh, different distances, different methods. You, you also need to do some 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 strength training. I I, I found someone locally. Uh, uh, a physiotherapist actually she's very good at that and, and, and she does some sort of local uh, they're rather more than keep fit classes they, they are pretty intense but but um i found that all i needed to do was to go somewhere on a wednesday night to a, a local a village hall and have someone shout at me for half an hour and it kind of made me do it you know that was uh, that was it but that, that's um that was all that high intensity stuff uh, and i'm not very good at that either uh, uh, but but it does help to build the strength up and then you're basically out running on your own. And, and the, the training period for a marathon, which takes place in April, it starts pretty much on New Year's Day. And you, here you are out in the cold and the rain and the dark doing it. And um, you just got to get on it. You just do it. And and uh, eventually you come to a point where you think, yeah, I'm, I'm now fit enough. And, uh, and and off you go. But it's a big deal. <laughs> and does your, does your uh, hip replacement does it have a, an impact on your ability to train how long you can train and uh okay I, I would say as a positive impact on it i could never have contemplated doing this before i had my hip replacement and uh, while i'm conscious of it in uh, you know I'm, I'm i'm not trying to be usain bolt here or anybody like him uh, i i i run at a fairly sedate ordinary place um uh, at pace to give you some kind of idea i think lots of races lots of races and park runs you may have heard of park runs things like that in any given event like that i, I will finish something like two-thirds to 80 percent of the way down something like that so, so i'm not setting the world alight but i'm not coming at the back uh, I, 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 I am uh, uh, conservative about the pace i run at and i've never had a problem to date and um it, it works just fine <laughs> what can i say it's great that's brilliant. You've you've obviously got as a happy ending to your story, but there must be a lot of adults out there who are um, living in pain still, who've not had hip replacements. I mean, what advice could you give to them about how to cope with that, or what what they could do? Well, well okay. So I think first things first. Okay, is is uh, anything like this has a degree of risk of associated with anything like this, um, but and and I I, I think anyone contemplating this or in a position I was in where the pain was getting too much was to 
to, to, to think about the risks of doing it and the risks of not doing it. You, you have to understand that, okay? At the end of the day, it'll be, it'll be your, it was my responsibility to consider that and decide what I wanted to do about it. And, and anyone else should be, should, should understand it. It's, it's, it's their responsibility to understand the risks involved and their responsibility to follow through a program that will ensure that that, 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 that hip replacement works properly. Now, I'm not advocating anyone goes and runs marathons or anything like it, okay? But, but you do have to be active enough uh, to a degree to make sure that you recover because you may get rid of the pain by a hip replacement. What you don't want to do is be, to be to be immobile. And I, I certainly didn't. I did not want to be immobile. So, so um, I, I would encourage you to consider it, uh, uh, but you must understand the risks and and you must consider those for yourself. And, and if you consider it to be the right thing to do, then why not do it if you consider that? Mm. And then, did you when you when you were suffering? Did you find apart from the tens machine um, painkillers? Obviously, was was there anything else that helped you? If you yeah, there's only there's only one thing, and it's and and for, for pain in general is distraction. Uh, um, that 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 helps. So so in other words, you keep yourself busy. Uh, um, um, and uh, I used to paint uh, uh, little miniature soldiers and things like that, anything like that, anything really, just 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 to just to keep my mind off it. Uh, the act of keeping your mind off it is exhausting. Uh, I have to say, you can't keep that up, and there comes a point where you're just not enough. <laughs> but it is difficult. Sure. Um, what do you think needs to be done to help adults treated? or not treated as children for Perth's disease? Oh, goodness me. Um, oh, I, I don't have a, a magic bullet there. Uh, um, the, the, you, you must believe that there is a way to, to, to get through this and out the other side. You, 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 you must believe that. You should not take no, an absolute no, for, for an answer. And... It was only through repeated um, uh, consultations and talking to medical professionals that eventually I found someone who understood my specific issue. Uh, and I would encourage people to, to, to follow that sort of path, to keep talking to people. And, and, the, what, and, and technology inevitably improves over time. And you should not think that anyone is sitting there with your name on a list to write to you and say, oh, we've got this new thing that will be just great. Well, you've, you've got to keep on top of it. There's a lot of responsibility on the individual to, to keep on top of what's going on from the, the point of medical technology. And it's a very difficult thing to do and a very difficult thing to understand. But to keep in touch on it, keep, keep looking at it and keep talking to people about, is there something that can be done for me? Because it isn't, it isn't volunteered, that information. It would be great if it was. It would be great if there was a register of people with, with this this issue, like it would be for anything else. But that doesn't tend to happen. You, you need to, to to go finding out to come find out about it, and eventually you'll find somebody who understands. It took me years. Mm-hmm. And don't suffer in silence, I guess. No, definitely not. No, absolutely don't do that. No. And are there are there groups and communities you've found of people uh, apart from steps, obviously? Um, of people who have similar issues who you can talk to? Uh, I found none. Uh, don't, don't forget, you need to remember, this is 14 years ago. This, this mm. is a, 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 before, before 
Facebook, before Twitter, before all of that, you know, before any of that, it, it was easy to access. That there, there was there was pretty much no one I could talk to about it, which is why I said mentally this it was it was very hard, very hard. These days, yeah, there's there's there are online communities. There is a there's a step self help group, of course, these days on Facebook, um, which I'd encourage people to talk to just just so you can talk to people who've got the same issues. But but back then there wasn't anybody at all. And the, the treatment from what you've described all seems tailored towards uh, older people. Yes, true. Uh, where do you see the gaps in provision for help for younger people? Well, it's, it's, it's not, I, I, just from my experience, it, it, it wasn't such a gap as, as a yawning chasm. There was, there was nothing. I, I was completely ignored from uh, the age of, of, of 18 when I said, this is crazy. You know, you're just going to keep telling me the numbers going up. It, it wasn't as if anyone sort of checked in with me. No one ever did. No. Now, I'm not sure that I have a right to be checked in on. Do I have that right? I don't know. I, 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 but, but the only thing to do w- was to make sure that I didn't let go. I, I, I didn't stop it. I didn't stop the desire to get it fixed and, and stay angry about it. As I was very angry about it, mm. not with anybody, just with it, you know, the condition. Mm. What, you, what, what, what you can't—I tell you what—you can't. You should, you should never end up in a poor me situation. It's so easy to do to, to end up in a position where you're thinking, you know, you know, I'm going to give up because of poor old me. They can't do, you know. They, actually, the, the, the complete opposite is true. You need to be absolutely positive and determined that you are going to get it fixed, and and. Someone might be thinking that it's easy for you to say it's not easy. It wasn't easy. None of it was easy. It was all hard. It was all very hard and and, and a, a lot of pain. Um, because the simple truth is is that it's generally perceived that that these fixes, this this, this an artificial hip will not last long enough uh, to to benefit properly a younger person because they think they might have to do it again, and there's a very limited amount of times they can do it. I don't know how many it is. I'm, I'm not a professional, no, but it can't be many. Um, and that perception persists. So therefore, there is virtually nothing there in terms of, of, of treatments for younger people, or even assistance, or there certainly wasn't when I was, doing it, when I was suffering. Mm. But as, as, of course, in your story, as you've demonstrated for you personally, it's been an absolute lifesaver to have that to have that time pain free. Not just lifesaver, but life changer. I mean, absolutely changed my life completely, mentally, physically, the ability to do my job properly. All of that changed positively just through one operation and some recovery. Absolutely wonderful, and, and that. That, that that's that's my eternal gratitude to the NHS is the one that absolutely Rob thanks for taking the time to talk to us it's been very inspiring to hear your story you're most welcome every day thousands of children are affected by a serious lower limb condition these leg conditions vary in their symptoms frequency and prognosis but without the correct diagnosis treatment and support it would be impossible for any of these children to walk properly later in life. We've created a model of true local sustainability. We partner with health national systems and communities around the world 
not only to raise the medical standards, care and emotional support, but to establish them. The support we provide is elevating the standards of care around the world, giving a chance to everybody to walk without pain. As we like to say here at Steps, we don't take walking for granted. One of the most basic pieces of support people need when diagnosed with a lower limb condition is to be able to talk to somebody about their concerns. This is the reason why thousands of families and adults contact our helpline every year. However, we recognise that many people would prefer to listen to another person or family that has been or is going through the same treatment in their own time and at their own pace. The Steps podcasts have been created with this in mind, for you to hear how families and individuals have approached their lower limb condition, how it has or is still impacting them, and how they overcame some key challenges. These podcasts are not meant to provide you with condition-specific information or practical guidance, but they are intended to provide you with an opportunity to listen to other families and adults who are, or have gone through, the same as you, to lessen your feelings of isolation. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast, and if you know anyone else who may find this podcast helpful, please pass it on.